Welcome to the Thirst World Problems Podcast, where we talk about drinks, current events, music, and more. Now, here's your host, Nick Dugall, and his panel of experts, B, Bell, and the infamous Doc. This is Thirst World Problems, and today we're joined by Jasmine Sojai. This is a great guest. We're super excited for this. Uh, first time having a model on our podcast. So, Jasmine, if you want to give a little intro of yourself so our, all of our subscribers and followers know, and uh, we'll go from there. Okay, so yeah, my name is Jasmine Shojai. I am a model and actress, and I'm best known for winning the title of Australia's Top Gun Model of 2017 and 2018, and for being a Playboy cover model and playmate. Okay, so one thing that popped out to me, uh, two-time champion. Are you going for a third? <laughs> well, the third person was already, or the 2019 um, winner was already announced, ah. and I was fortunate to be part of the judge pa judging panel. And, um, yeah, the girl who won is absolutely amazing. Um, her name's Cody Cooper. Um, but, yeah, you know, if you want to find her on Instagram and so on, um, yeah, she she's absolutely stunning. So how does glamour modeling different from let's say I just regular modeling what's the glamour part of that um I guess it's it's really funny because a lot of people will say of course I shouldn't say a lot of people but I should say probably negative people will say oh there's nothing glamorous about glam modeling I mean the people who say that are usually people who obviously um dislike playboy or dislike maxim or dislike anything associated in that category um, but really, um, I guess there is a lot of glamorous things about it, specifically a lot of the um, Playboy or lingerie style shoots, like your hair's really nicely done um, and, you know, you have the perfect, like, in a sense, doll-like makeup on, you know, you, you're usually in a glamorous setting and, you know, you have really nice and pretty lingerie on. So I guess that whole thing um, creates a really glamorous result and not to mention the actual retouching as well. When they retouch the images, um, you know, they obviously make everyone look perfect <laughs> and that's what glamour modeling isn't in a sense or the whole category or industry as a whole. That is, uh, that's actually a, a really good explanation. When he asked the question, obviously you can't see us, I kind of was looking up in the air, kind of confused, like, you know, like, that's what kind of question? And that was actually a really good answer. I, now I could answer that or explain that to somebody yeah, else. I never yeah. thought about that at all. Thank how, you for that. <laughs> how, how long have you been uh, modeling? And what, like, how, like how, did, how does someone get into the whole business of modeling? Well, I've been modeling now for three and a half years and, you know, it, it can be really hard because I have had a lot of people in a sense, a lot of beginners in a sense, um, ask me, oh, how do you get started? And the really funny thing is, as I progressed and I started traveling around the world, um, I kind of came to realize the city that I'm technically based in in Australia um, is actually, in, in a sense, one of the most difficult cities to leap off a career because um, I think like anywhere in the world, you have a lot of major cities that have a lot of resources for the creative industry and they have a lot of model agencies. Therefore, they have a lot more opportunities. So I didn't have that in where I was based. But 
lucky for me, um, I did do the right thing, which was invest in a portfolio to start off with, invest in some one-on-one lessons where I obviously gained knowledge about the industry, but I also got some posing lessons. So I got like the basics or the foundation, as you may put it. Um, at the same time, I, I believe I had the drive, I mean, I still do, to really do well and just be, you know, as creative as possible. And in saying that, um, one day I did happen to get scouted online and that person had led me to work with a very well-renowned glamour photographer here in Australia. And then since then, everything really left off. So it was... It was really amazing what the, all of that did. Uh, Jasmine, sorry to cut you off. Is that a cockatiel in the background? Is that a, yeah, is that I, a bird? I, honestly, yeah, pretty, pretty honestly, good with your birds. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a um, of a bird uh, bird sound uh, expert, so I, I could pick <laughs> I could pick a, a that particular bird out, out of the background. Anyways, it wasn't because you told us. One, <laughs> I can move into this. Um, they, I honestly thought they'd be quiet, but for that moment they didn't. <laughs> so how, how many birds do you have? I was just wondering. Is it? F- um, I have four. How, and this is, is this something, is this choice of pet something that you've always had? Is it something that you've, you picked up along the way? I'm sure when you're modeling, you're seeing a lot of cool places, doing uh, a lot of cool things. We all- we always had birds like growing up and then about two years ago I lost my <laughs> I lost my pet that I raised since it was ten weeks old, so I was really devastated. Um, which was also a cockatiel. And then I wanted to just find a new one because I thought, Oh, maybe but then the really funny thing is there was a lady selling um, two birds and she said she refuses to let the sell them apart and when I bought them I could tell why because there were siblings and wherever one went, the other went with it. And um, my mom also had two birds and she gave them to me. So now I have four. <laughs> wow. Were you always a bird yeah. person or did you have any other kinds of pets? Um, like at one stage, um, I know my, yeah, my dad had a dog and yeah, but other than that, like mainly birds. <laughs> With, with with your drive in modeling, what 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 are some techniques that someone can stand out compared to uh, just the general audience? Like you know, because when they see modeling, they just think of posing. So for yourself, what what do you think I, you stand out with uh, with the drive that you mentioned you have? Um, I think if someone's very passionate and has a drive, it really will help, and you'll always be doing your very best no matter what the circumstances um, because most of the time it's a really nice and vibrant industry and like everyone you know generally like you you know very creative and wanting to do um, a lot um, but you know sometimes it can be very competitive and very um, challenging industry and I think that's when your drive really comes out as well so it will overall help you um, because if you're not really wanting to be there, you're not going to perform at your very best no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And therefore you can, I guess, potentially fail. Um, and I think, yeah, and I think it's very important to have a drive and be passionate about what you're doing. And I guess if you don't have that, um, 
you can question, you know, then you'll have to ask yourself, what are you even there for? So I think that's something that's very important. Um, and yeah, no, that would be my advice to really, you know, want to be there. I mean, of course, if you don't, then again, you may not want to do modeling if you really don't like it that, that much. Um, I actually have a question, uh, Jasmine. So you are obviously, you know, very accomplished model, uh, been in a lot of big publications, you know, winning big competitions. Is it, is your personal life, is it a little bit like weird? I mean, you obviously very accomplished, attractive model. Is it weird to like when you're finding yourself in, in relationships or you find just random people, do they treat you a little bit different sometimes? Or do you feel like they're maybe a little bit, uh, taken aback when they're trying to talk to you or is everybody kind of just cool with you and you, you feel, I'm just wondering, is it, um, yeah. I, like are I, people intimidated by Yeah. It, it really depends who it is, but okay. don't get me wrong. It, it's really funny, specifically the last, I'd say six to eight months. Cause I did a tour to the United States and Canada, which in a sense was also very accomplishment accomplishing. I did a lot. And yeah, anyway, the last six to eight months in particular, I, you know, even I started to notice, you know, sometimes people taking it back or having just this weird underlying vibe. And um, it's really funny because something, and this is something that a, an expert in, in psychology actually told me, they said, Anything could happen in life, whether it annoys you or whether it makes you happy. How you react to that defines the type of person you are. So mm. me being me, just doing what I want to do, not intentionally harming anyone, of course. Um, if people can't react to that in a positive way, then that's, that's not me. That's their fault. Uh, um, and that's something else that I would tell anybody if they got to that stage um, or even whether they're a you know a pageant winner or whether they're just doing modeling for fun if people react to you badly it's all them you know Uh, so i kind of don't really try to let that get get to me whether it's negative or not um because i know that i'm just doing the right thing by me and um doing what i really love so i I get that i hear that is it so uh, taking that step a little bit further is it hard to find yourself in a relationship? Uh, obviously, you know, we always think that it's super easy for the the extra beautiful people. They walk around and, and you know, they can find somebody easily. Is it weird being so such a high profile model, kind of having that little bit of celebrity status? Is it hard for you to find, uh, like, you know, good relationships? Um. Like, I'm in a relationship right now, but I won't lie. I can't tell you, and I mean this in a funny way, but it's all, at the same time, it's also the truth. I can't tell you how many times someone's tried to do something to tear that apart or they've made a fake profile of my boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> they've wow. really, really tried wow. <laughs> to stop talking. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, these people. Um, wow. I mean, there's no other word to put it. They're just silly or, or desperate. And it's, it's kind of funny, actually. Um, I try not to take it so personally to the point that it makes me upset because um, I think, again, and other people in my position would know it, it doesn't exactly make the situation disappear or make it any easier. So therefore, I guess you try to look at it 
um, at, a, at a simple point of view and, and just acknowledge that, that there are these silly people <laughs> just doing silly things because that's just, that's what they do. So, you know, like I, I, I'm just like thinking like, how long does it take to create a fake profile and like, like how much effort does somebody have to go through to do, to do something like that? Like that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's a lot of work. Uh, yeah, I know it's pretty crazy because yeah. it, it would take time to do something like that as well. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, as much as like, I feel like that's kind of like a bat, like, you know, it's kind of whack. Sounds like you made a fake profile. Bell, <laughs> Bell's, Bell's uh, been in a few situations like that before. Oh, but oh, you have. I'm going to get into something really, <laughs> really deep here. Catch. What is it? What are you allowed to just eat anything and you're okay? Because I'm going to talk on my behalf here. If I if I have a glass of water, I I probably gain like 30 pounds. So for yourself, it, can you oh. just eat anything and you're okay with it? That or puts what, bacon in his water though. <laughs> what's what's it like? Oh. I should start doing that. Most of the time I can actually, particularly if I'm doing a lot of work, obviously you're consuming more energy. Um, like honestly, the past month I've been the worst eater because I've been, I had a lot of projects on, I was on the road a lot and therefore not only was it more harder to buy healthy food because you're, you're constantly traveling, but um, at the same time it was just easier just getting something quick. So I, I think I had like, I had McDonald's like, 15 times this month because it was just really easy. So in a sense, yeah, I don't really typically um, have to be on a strict diet in, t- in order to be in shape, but I do keep in mind that um, in order to be in the best shape I, I can be, I should be eating healthy food. But yeah, this last month in particular has been um, a little bit, yeah, <laughs> worse than usual. So what's, what's the go-to menu on the, in McDonald's? What's the thing with um, McDonald's? Sorry. What uh, what uh, what do you usually order at McDonald's? Wait wait before you answer that, what do you think? Oh, uh, what do I order? usually order? Cheeseburgers. Usually, like che- if I fries. order something, it's like the wrap oh. and fries, or it could be the nuggets. It's usually one of yeah, those things. Nuggets. Um, yeah, nuggets are good, and again, it's all quick and easy. <laughs> what sauce? If you, if you, um, <laughs> you're getting deep into actually, this. What sauce? Like it can be anything, really. But um, in Australia, you can have um, Big Mac sauce as the as a dipping sauce. So For I've been ordering nuggets? that a little bit as well. Oh, that's that's, that's interesting. That's a game changer, right there. That's actually. crazy. Yeah. You just blew all of our Canadian minds. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I used to do so McChicken sauce with sweet and sour. In Australia, they really like changing So speaking of food, sorry. So speaking of food in Australia, what's your favorite place to eat? Um, like restaurant wise, or. Anywhere, like if you know a little hole in the wall, or if you, if you like Australia going over is a Muck huge place. place. You know that, right? You're asking her. She lives there. Yeah, I know, but like but she's going to have the inside tip. Like, she's going to have the inside tip. She travels around all the time. Sorry, what what city do you live in? So I live in Canberra. Cam Canberra. So they asked what the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, and um. So what are they? What are they known for there? It's not. 
Oh, that that's where the Parliament House and everything is based. <laughs> a lot of politicians of there. Yeah, yeah, it is. See, so how many how many how many people you have living there? Would you say like how big of a place is Canada? How many people? A population. I'm gonna guess a million. Oh, population in Canberra. Yeah. I actually don't know, but I know that it's way less than say Sydney, and Sydney's only three hours away, and that's where a lot of my work comes from. Yeah, um. So. In saying that, I just know it's not a lot compared to the other cities, even though it's the capital. It's kind of funny, actually. It's um, it's odd at the same time, in a way, when you really think about it. But um, it's definitely pretty peaceful. Somebody who, if you're, who doesn't, um, I don't know, <laughs> who doesn't like having a crazy lifestyle, then I guess you choose Canberra in comparison to, say, Sydney. But if you're like me and you like having things happening and stuff, like good things, obviously, then I don't know, you'd like, you would like Sydney or perhaps you'd like Melbourne or a lot of other places. So You, you mentioned um, you were on, you were in Playboy, you said seven times, correct? About, yeah, actually six times. Six yeah. times. No, the first time, like talk to us uh, about that experience the first time you got you know, um, let's say you got the call for being on there. What was it like? What was it the experience going into it compared to going into it the sixth time? Because that's a, I believe that's a huge uh, accomplishment just well, getting to their six times, right? Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, here's the thing. It depends how you define it. It's kind of easy and it's kind of not because they still need to accept the, like your submission, whether, you know what I mean? The photographer's work has to be good as well. Um, but at that time I was signed with a, like with an agent and I mean, I still am, but at the time I was, um, with another agent and they, you know, they were very good at promoting me. And a lot of things they did was promote me and get me, um, interviews, um, like articles on, you know, some like major magazines and sites, which in turn brought you a lot of exposure because people would reshare those links and so right, on. Right. So my first little um, interview and feature, like it had my photos on there was in Playboy Poland. And that was actually really cool. They, you know, it was a really cool interview and my photos were on there. So I was really excited to um, have achieved that. And at that time it was shortly after I'd won, um, the Australia's top glamour search. So they they mentioned that as well. Um, so it was, it was really nice. I really liked it. It was a nice surprise in a way because I had no idea that was actually happening. It was just an agent at the time trying to, um, or basically marketing me and you know getting me placements in, in on certain you know in certain magazines. And um, yeah, it was really it was really good. I was really happy about that and. Funny thing was, three I think it was three weeks or two weeks before that, I had landed an interview with Maxim USA. All these things like happened in in this order, and it was it was really amazing. Um, but winning the title and then getting all these um, media placements was really good um, in many ways, and obviously it was good for my career. And you know, I can can still continue to um, have that on my resume and tell people about it. Um, and I'm pretty sure with the maximum one, people can still search it up and read the whole thing. 
So it's it's really good. How does how does you know with getting all these in a span of months? How does one stay so humble? Like that's that's something like for me myself. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be able to handle this. I would uh, my mindset would be a little bit different compared to you know keeping the course and, and staying together. How like how is your reaction? How would you how do you stay the way you are as humble as you are? Um, I have no idea. I get that a lot. Um, I can definitely say that I am my worst critic. Like I'm always telling myself, not that I'm bad, but I I always try to like really want to do better and better. And I think maybe in a way that's how I stay humble because I, in a way, um, I do know that I'm not anywhere where I want to be. Ultimately, I do want to keep working. I have so many goals that I want to do. But in saying that, I'm very professional and I'm very passionate about my career. So in no way would I ever speak about my career in a very negative way because I don't want to become, um, I don't want to come across unprofessional. So I guess, you know, in some ways, um, you know, I stay humble because, yeah, I just want to be professional. I don't want to come across as um, a rude person at, at all. But I can definitely see your point. Sometimes you may... Um, you know, in, in a sense, when you achieve so much, you do kind of get that um, sense of entitlement or sense of power because, you know, you have done all of this stuff. So, um, you know, I can definitely say that I, in, I guess in some ways I do feel like that, but I, yeah, I try to keep as professional as possible. So, yeah. Is it is it usually true when it comes to a models and their photographer, they always have a go-to photographer that they just enjoy do you do you usually have a team when it comes to that how does that come together or is it just hey we're gonna have you know um this person just gonna be taking pictures and you kind of know them or is it more of you're requesting i want this person to be taking shots of me how does how does it all come together well i do have a few go-to photographers like people that we've networked with we worked with before and we worked very well so therefore you stay in touch i mean you know, obviously some people are more compatible with each other than others. And um, that's something else to keep in mind. It's just a human thing. And um, I think, but yeah, a lot of the time we do try to reach out to other people or people find us or find me and say, oh, we would love to work with you. And, you know, all of that, you know, so in, in a way it's it's a huge networking industry. You can really get a lot of um people approach you and you can approach a lot of people, but, um, you don't necessarily have to work with the same photographer all the time. Um, in fact, I think if you did, that wouldn't necessarily, um, help in some ways. Um, especially if you just want to, you know, keep networking with people and, you know, become well known because a lot of photographers have their own, um, like connections and they may work with specific magazines someone else may not work with. So you'd want to network. You'd want to spread your wings and try and work with the right people, but you wouldn't necessarily work with the same person all the time. So that makes sense. Definitely. Um, I have uh, a question here. So I know you're getting into, you're doing some acting as well. Is that a, is that a big change from from the modeling do you find that it works hand in hand or is there is there some some different skills that you're really having to to bone up on or, or for for the acting or it just feels really natural um i love acting 
I really do. And I, in some ways, I think I'm doing better than I thought I would, which is kind of funny because, I mean, I guess I kind of always wanted to do acting, but I didn't actually take that initial step until I met a director about a year ago. And we had this, a very long conversation about it, actually. They were willing to give up their time to talk to me. And they made some comments that they really thought that I would do better as an actress. And anyway, um, I guess it came to the point of deciding what I wanted, but then I kind of thought, I don't want to give up modeling because I really like that. That just would be silly if I, if I did that. Um, but yeah, I decided to take acting on and now I'm doing my cert for at drama school. So I'm taking it very seriously and I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, so I've done a mini series and I've done, um, um, yeah, I've done a, I've done a, like an individually produced film. So, you know, I'm getting there, I'm taking steps and, um, yeah, the really funny thing is I do in a sense, I mean, you, you always get nervous anyway, like anybody would to a certain extent, but in a sense, I, I really love doing, um, like auditions, whether it's in person or on tape, because they can be so much fun. Cause even though, um, you may not get the role for so starters, they can consider you in the future for another role, or they can consider you for another role in that film. Cause it's really funny that, cause if they really like you, they, they will consider you. Um, or they'll have your name in the back of your, their mind or something. Cause you usually submit like your CV as well, depending. And anyway, um, yeah, acting can be a lot of fun and yeah, just being out there and being able to perform, even if you may not exactly get the role, um, you can reflect on how well you try to be that character or, or how you just basically, um, yeah, performed. And yeah, it's just amazing. I, I love it because in a way there's, in a way there's not a lot of negativity I found, at least in the areas that I, um, in the projects that I've worked in and at drama school, like people are just really like in a sense full of energy and really wanting to be there. And it's amazing. Um, so I really like that environment. I think, um, acting has shaped me to be a better, um, person. And in a way it's, shaped me to be a better um like creative person as well like in some ways it's even boosted my confidence for modeling mm. so it's really funny it's um definitely one of the best decisions i ever made um i would yeah never go back on it because in a lot of ways it just it really helped and um i think yeah it all depends on the type of person you want to be if you just want to be just a model and you just want to do those model specific jobs um, that's fine. But if you want to do more, like, especially if you wanted to be on TV for something, um, I would definitely say do acting classes because you're going to get so much out from that and you're going to know, um, how to perform in on screen. Um, or even if you want to do theater, you, you know, if you did theater specific classes, you will then know how to perform on a stage. So it's, yeah, it's really funny how, um, well, it's not funny, but I guess it, it's it's interesting that, yeah, acting classes help me a lot. And most of the time when I hear of other people who've done them, um, it's helped them too. So, yeah. What would you like to be in and uh, what, what's what's your goal with that? Um, 
I'd love to be in any sort of role, really, in, in a sense. Um, is there like really a specific one, though? Like, a, do you have anything like specifically you really want to do that you're kind of, you know, you hoping you get one time? Okay, well, there's two that I have in the back of my mind, or actually three, <laughs> but they're so they're so <laughs> they're so cliche in a way. So I've always wanted to be like a female. Um, superhero or I've wanted to be like in a comedy of some sort because I love watching comedies. Um, or I've always wanted to be in like maybe like a drama slash romance kind of film or something. Cause um, yeah, I mean, it, it's amazing because like sometimes you get inspired by just seeing the, the set and the outfits that you get to wear and you think, Oh, if I could be this really like pretty person in a gown or something, that would be amazing in itself. So, um, yeah, no, those would be like three things I kind of like been thinking about. And I thought, oh, they would be really fun roles to play. Nice. So, yeah, no, I, I have had my like dreams and so on about it. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, two quick questions, actually. One's uh, on the on the acting and then the other ones I'm, I'm planning on moving away from. The acting and let's, uh, well, let's get into it. First one, real easy. You close your eyes. You imagine yourself five years from now. Are you, are you deeper in the modeling game? Is that still the, the go-to move or have you transitioned completely over to the acting or have you maybe found some, something else? Like I, you sound like a pretty, bird farm. Not well, maybe bird farm, you know, I don't know, singing. I don't know, whatever it is. I know there's, there's a, a lot of multi-talented people out there and you sound like one of them. Uh-huh. Five years from now, acting is it? I think. Go ahead. Hmm. I think it, it, it would actually be really hard to say because I've got a lot of goals and sometimes life just leads you to one rather than the other. Hmm. So I kind of think that I would be, based on my own thoughts right now, um, still modeling, but I think I would have transitioned more into acting. Um, and you know, I believe there's so much you can achieve in both industries, but I think for what I wanted, you know, I think acting would be able to, in some ways, fulfill my goals um, a lot more. So that's why I think, yeah, maybe I'll be more of an actress at that stage. And the next question, moving away from the uh, the acting, the modeling, uh, it's not often that you get to talk to, uh, you know, a, a an award-winning published model. So I personally, I've tried to be taking a little bit better care of myself over the last few years. Is there any tip that you, any like, is there like a health tip? Is there like a exercise? Is there something that you do that helps you, you know, like look, look as good as possible. Is there some like secrets that, that, that models know that the rest of us don't know that you could, you could kind of, you share with us right now? Well, there's a lot of things that, um, you know, that I've, I've done to keep myself in the best, um, shape. I mean, I can go on about it all day, but you know, once your beauty resume, um, regime, sorry, um, you want to be using the best skincare products. So usually depending on what you think you need, usually, um, cosmeceutical grade products are the best. Um, and the name says it all like, so they're cosmetic grade. They're almost the same as like going to the clinic and getting Botox or dermal fillers. Um, 
that can really keep your skin in the best, um, yeah, shape, I guess. But I guess if you really wanted to take it far, if you had a lot of wrinkles and you'd get maybe, yeah, you'd get Botox as well. Um, if you didn't want to, yeah, so that's, that's what I would say in all honesty. It's, it's a lot of cosmeceutical grade, um, um, products. I mean, I have a cosmeceutical grade skincare cause I'm being sponsored by a brand. So they, you know, I've been given some stuff to use. So, um, but yeah, I felt that it helped really well. Um, with your hair, you definitely, you know, don't want to be using any nasty stuff. So like salon brands, um, you know, regularly seeing a hairdresser, um, you know, to get the best hair that you possibly can. Um, and then, yeah, keeping in shape is all about your lifestyle. So if you aren't able to take care of yourself because maybe you can't, you know, maybe you don't have the time to cook healthy meals, maybe you don't have the time to go to the gym, and then you have to kind of make adjustments so that you can, you know, it, it meet those goals, if that makes sense. And um, I can completely understand it's very hard to some people um so again sometimes it's even better just going to a someone who's specialized in that and saying okay i have this sort of like lifestyle right now where can i fit in healthy food or where can i fit in going to the gym because you know so there's a lot of things that you can do um even just researching online like quick and easy healthy meals that you can make um because I think most of the time people can't do things because of time. the time that they have on their, you know, in their schedule, or perhaps they're not motivated enough. Okay. So, it, so yeah. Is, if you don't have either of those two, then it can be a barrier. But yeah, like I said, there's so many things that you can do, um, and yeah, online sometimes has the best answers as well. Nice. And this is, uh, you know what, I, I said I, I had one more follow-up question. I lied. This is actually my final one uh, before I'm going to let uh, Belle ask you something else. So right now, everything that you told us as far as the the, the, the kind of, you know, beauty, beauty secrets, health tips is all great. I loved it. Now, what is it about, what, what are things that you see maybe for guys that guys, because we're, we're four guys here right now, we're having some drinks, we're, we're just talking, and I want to know from your point of view, uh, as, as, you know, looking from the other end, what are some things you see guys kind of neglecting uh, that they, they need to be taking better care of? Uh, you just see guys all around. It's Speak for thing. yourself, eh, bro? I'm just saying, uh, what, is, what are some things that guys specifically need to be watching out for as far as trying to look good? So guys have to be more aware of? Yeah. He's basically asking how can he make himself more attractive to females? Well, that's not- I, I don't need the help, but Sorry, this guy asking. does over here, man. In a way, it's kind of similar. I mean, here's the thing. So a lot of like the time, a lot of time is involved to take care of yourself in in a way. So if you don't have time to um, groom yourself, if you don't have time to do any sort of skincare routine, or if you, if you don't have time to even buy yourself nice clothes, then, then yeah, you're not going to have, um, you know, you're not going to feel good or look good in that sense. But yeah, it's all about, I think with guys, perhaps it's a little bit different in the sense that, you know, um, you know, sometimes guys want to look ripped and, and work out at the gym. That's fine. But I guess if you, if you didn't want to achieve that, then 
you know, perhaps you'd go to the gym, but you wouldn't like work to that extent. Um, but a lot of the time it's in wardrobe. So if, you know, guys wore, I guess, more nicer clothes and they put a little bit more effort into their grooming um, or into their hair, then, you know, you'd have a more, like, I guess, nicer appearance. Okay, Jasmine. So here's my question for you. I recently watched a documentary on modeling called Zoolander. So I'm just wondering <laughs> if you have a specific pose or a go-to look that you have and that you may have named. Um, well, you know what? This isn't something that I taught myself. I technically learned it off photographer and he was a glamour photographer. So this may not apply for every single photo shoot, but he would say, because when you, when you're posing the camera, it's not only your body, it's face and your mouth as well right and I'm we've gone modeling sometimes a lot of models tend to open their mouths a bit more <laughs> but yeah he would say that you <laughs> to silently make two noises to make and this would automatically um like make two different like facial expressions or it would make two different um like mouth yeah, expressions of your mouth. And he would say, like, ah is one way, and then the other way is, ooh, and automatic. And, like, it sounds stupid, stupid, but automatically, yeah, your mouth is meant to be look more seductive in the photo. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this came from a photo shoot I was doing with. And I found it kind of was most of the time anyway. So if you did it correctly, then, you yeah, you'd have a really looking face in the photo like the whole expression would work so um yeah it's really interesting so but yeah I, I would say that would only work perhaps in a in a in a glamour style photo or something yeah do you find yourself ever doing that in like real life i actually did do that quite a lot like since then because it like i said it worked most of the time i would do it and it would look like I said, it would actually work most of the time. So you can't tell by looking at my photos, but I, I remember, like, in my mind, I was like, oh, yeah, this, this if I just, you know, silently did what he um, told me, then it thought it would come out fine. Um, so it's really funny. I mean, nowadays I don't really think about it. It's kind of automatic. But um, I do remember that really did help me. It's probably the stupidest thing people may hear of, but... It, it's funny, it works. I think so. we've just helped a lot of models now. A lot of beginning models are now, now have a, at least a foothold on what to do next. So I think you're going to be credited for elevating the next generation of models. So thank you for sharing that little piece of information. <laughs> uh, the next thing we're going to do on Thirst World Problems is we have a segment no we call, <laughs> that we call The Gauntlet. So I'm just going to ask you a series of rapid-fire questions, and the first thing that pops in your head, just answer the question that way. So the first question is, what was the last time you were super wrong about something? I was recently wrong about when my flight, my flight payment um, was recently. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the time you've been the proudest in your life? When I did my Playboy cover. Yeah. What did you think of Canada? 
Be careful because we're a Canadian podcast. Of Canada, um, I really liked it. It was. <laughs> it um it was um it, it had this European sense to it when I went to Toronto. It was kind of nice. Okay, this one's going to get a little personal here. What's the meanest thing you've ever said to someone? Um. <laughs> uh, okay. So, I I I don't know. Like, I guess th- th- there could be so many times where I felt upset and I've said something to somebody, but I think the meanest thing was. You know, I hate you, and I, I wish you were dead. That was probably the meanest thing I, I've said. Yeah, that's horrible. Did you say that to one of your birds? <laughs> no, never. Actually, they never had anything bad for me. They, they're very spoiled, so. <laughs> okay, and now the very last question. What is the weirdest thing? Or sorry, no, this is the one that's got to be. Is the thirst real? Mm-hmm. Is the thirst real? Um, yes. All right, there you go. So you, I, I just this is one question that uh, we just got texted in on Twitter. Um, we don't interview like we said. Okay. This is our first time interviewing a model. So the question really is: How many on a daily basis? How many people are trying to slide into the DMs? Um, I don't know. At least up to fifty a day. Holy so, Instagram, you name it. It's just people just, just trying, basically. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. All right, so we're just going to end it there. Um, thank mm-hmm. you for being on uh, Thirst World Problems. This has been fantastic. Thank you for you know all the questions uh, and answering everything. That has been great. Hi, my name is Jasmine Shojai, and you're listening to First World Problems. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Jasmine Shojai Model. Don't forget, you can also tune in to YouTube and watch all my latest broadcasts and behind-the-scenes videos under Jasmine Shojai Model TV. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Jasmine. Thanks for listening to the Thirst World Problems Podcast. For more exclusive content, follow us on Instagram at Thirst World Pod. Make sure to subscribe, like, and share.